Hello beautiful souls and happy Moldavite day. City 11 is activated baby. I'm going to jump straight into it today. Um, I'm jumping in early as I've got some lovely little luscious things happening today and this afternoon so I wanted to jump in and on this very auspicious Moldavite day, Moldavite being the meteorite, very transformational crystal, very powerful crystal, um, sometimes too powerful, <laughs> um, very galactic as you can imagine, it does come from out of space um, and this is opening the once a year seven day portal of the next dimensional crystals. So we're working with City 11 on the Tree of Life, which is the gateway city, which is not physical, it's outside of the city itself. If we're looking at the Tree of Life as this beautiful 3D, um, 5D sort of monumental epic friggin' thing, um, I don't even have the word for that because it's beyond words in a way, but you know, I'm just talking about like the structure, the crystalline structure of this, not just in the liquid crystals, but of course the Kabbalah tree of life, so on and so forth, but know that it's not flat, right? Like it's living, it's breathing and it's like three dimensional. So it's, it's like our chakras aren't just the front of our body. They are the back of our, the they are the back of our body and more so we should be paying much more attention to the the back chakra gateways than the front yeah and really working with those and this is like the tree of life too the tree of life like I said it isn't just flat like your astrology chart like like when you're looking at the tree of life on a piece of paper it's living it's breathing we're working with these 10 cities these 10 gateways but the 11th is the next dimensional gateway it is literally a portal yeah so this for, for this next seven days, we actually get to experience all seven of these um, crystals that are in the frequency of City 11. So this is all time travel stuff like this is this is literally a gateway. This is literally a portal. This is literally next level. So ultimately, during the year, we only experience two of the liquid crystals, and that is Moldavite, which today is Moldavite Day, and tomorrow, the 20th, being Obsidian. Um, obsidian day so we experience those two crystals five times a year but the crystals that follow that from the 21st through till the 25th which is the Mayan day out of time we only experience that once during the year and hello Dolly this is it hello Dolly like we are here we are in it can you feel it um, ultimately when the node shifted on the 13th you know, so many people I know on the 13th were flawed, whether it was revelations, whether it was tears, whether it was overwhelm, whether it was falling to the floor and not knowing what you wanted to do. Um, you know, the node shifted, uh, the mean node shifted and we feel this, we feel a mean um, transition ingress because they immediately squared Pluto. So hopefully on the 14th, you started to feel that little bit of a shift. Um, and now here we are, this week has come, the nodes have shifted, the new moon has, the dark moon of Cancer has pushed through and hopefully you're feeling really aligned and really radical, <laughs> like really good um, because last week was a time and, you know, I don't even really remember last week. I know I did my podcast, no idea what I was talking about. Um, Thursday was the nodal shift. I cried most of the day. 
Um, but once I cried, I really moved a lot of stuff out of my body. And because like I probably would have shared last week and, you know, I've been doing lives on Instagram and social media posts and things like that. So jump on all of that shit if you're not there already. I did like a, a 70 minute Instagram live on Monday just because I wanted to prep everyone for the Cancer New Moon plus this this gateway and this portal, um, even though I knew I was going to jump back in here today and share everything. But, um, you know, ultimately, if you have planets from 26 to, say, 29 degrees of Cancer, they're holding a lot of this nodal shift. Pluto is opposing whatever planet you may have there. Now, if this is your sun, this is your luminary, your sense of purpose, self-vitality, feeling, ambition, goals, drive, you know, how you may be even feeling physically. And if this is your moon, i.e. me, you know, it was a very emotional shift. And that's why I viscerally felt the mean node shift, because as soon as they shifted, they squared Pluto and squared my moon. And for you too, if you have, like I said, anything, especially, you know, that 29, 28, 27, I mean, I'm, I'm being generous to go to 26. I'm a bit of a tight orb girl, um, you know, especially when it comes to like nodes and things like that and even outer planets. Um, that that shift on Thursday was pretty epic. Like it felt like a tower moment. And, you know, lo and behold, like we're actually in the Deacon um you actually that is the deacon three of this venus retrograde is the tower i'm going to touch on i'll touch on a little bit of that because i want to talk a little bit about the venus retrograde as well um, because that stations before i chat to you again next week so um i want to prep you for that so ultimately i want to really just unpack these five liquid crystals that are for city 11 the gateway opens today closes on the 25th um i want to chat about the venus retrograde I'm constantly talking about the nodal shift because, of course, this is really massive. This is one of our key signatures of 2023. This gives us a new collective energy for the next 18 months. And as I have already prepped and said before, next week on the 26th, so next Wednesday, um, you know, I will be doing a podcast, but that day is also the day that I'm holding my nodal masterclass, Lover's Lane, where I will be frothing for two hours really about this nodal shift and how it's going to affect you, your chart. Um, you know, for us Pluto and Libra generation, there's, you know, there's a few of us who have Pluto, Libra. Um, so Pluto and Saturn, that's a big generational um, collective for for you know, people around my age, I'm 42. Um, so you can look at your chart to see if you've got, if you're a Pluto in Libra generation, um, if you're a Saturn in Libra generation, was which was around two and a half years. And if you are a Jupiter in Libra generation, which was, um, you know, beginning at around May 1981, because I'm a zero degree Jupiter Libra um, and goes until 82. Actually, no, actually not because my husband's January of 82. Sorry, I haven't even looked at all this. I'm just, this is all just in my calculated mind and I am seeing things in fucking ley lines of bloody all, all the astrology. 
But no, because my Jupiter is retrograde. So can that um, go and check out, go and check it out for yourself. But my husband, and he's a January 82 baby, has Jupiter in Scorpio. So yeah, of course, because of Jupiter's retrograde, he often dips into a new sign, then he'll retrograde back. So go and check out if you have those three outer planets in Libra. Uh, this is a big time for us, um, our generation, because, well, of course, there's a big collection of us that have Pluto in Libra, but um, the Saturn in Libra is only a two and a half to three year collection, and the Jupiter in Libra is probably around 12 months. So, if you're like me and you have all three of them, and you have a Libra south node, and you have a Libra fucking ascendant, or a Libra sun, or a Libra moon, I mean, this is a big time. Um, so, I want to really unpack all of those things in my masterclass next week. Um, yeah, and it's just going to be fucking rad. So if you haven't gone and purchased it, go and purchase it. If you can't attend live, it's okay. You can watch it 8 million more times during the, the next 18 months to really activate this collective shift and really see how it's going to play out for you. So that's a cool thing, of course. You know, that's a big thing. <laughs> you know, it's a really big, big thing. A nodal shift is. It's, it's changing the direction of the collection, right? Like that's what it's doing. And this new direction that we are all in is very much around relationships so it's a it's a it's going to be a big 18 months you know like we're looking at things like Saturn moving through Pisces which is the end of the zodiac this is the death portal on some level very different to the Scorpio death portal Hades that we talk about um you know the so so we talk about the water signs they you know literally represent life and death you know we are we come into the world in water from water the womb cancer you know we come from the earth where we will go back so you know so Scorpio Cancer and Pisces have these big death themes of transformation rebirth literal death birth you know entering entering the world and and exiting the world and so Saturn moving through, Saturn planet of karma and time moving through Pisces with Neptune, which is the ruler of Pisces, the modern day ruler of Pisces, you know, that shift like this next, you know, two years is really massive with these both, both these karmic planets in the final sign of the zodiac, the death portal, the birth canal, before we are born into Aries which is where um, Neptune and Saturn both ingress. I think they sort of make a, like, I think they make an entrance 2025, but then a full entrance 2026. Again, I don't have this written down, so don't quote me, but it's around then. Um, obviously, I've looked at, you know, the charts for pretty much all of the next few years, nearly day by day, but sometimes it gets a little bit muddled. Um, but yes, that's what's going to happen. So Saturn and Neptune actually ingress into Aries. And then this is like the birth of a new dawn, right? Like this is it. Now, because this is the ending, you know, this is the death portal, you know, there is so much death, whether that's literal, metaphorical, um, you know, it's, there is a lot, especially after everything that's been happening and transpired and things that people have done and all the things, there is a lot of death over the last few years. And this will continue. And, and, you know, Scorpio South node was the death node was the death portal as well. Right. So there has been a lot of you know, karmic release and purge on a collective level. 
And now we've got the nodes moving into the final sign for them because they move backwards. So this Aries and Libra is actually the last 18 months of the nodes moving through the signs because we go from backwards to beginning. Yeah, so we actually go from Pisces through to Aries. So fascinating, right? That's so fascinating that here we are now with the karmic points of fate, the compass points, Rahu and Ketu, the dragon's head, the dragon's tail, in the final sign of Aries and Libra before they click over in 2025 to Pisces and Virgo where they will start their whole new round, their whole new 36 month. Is it no 36 months? Again, I'm not even good at math. So 18 months per sign times 12 signs, right? That, whatever that is, 36. I think it's 36 knots. Maybe it's longer. Maybe it's so much longer. I do not know math. Someone's going to message me after this and go, babe, it's fucking this. That's cool. Can't add it up. Don't have a calculator. But you get my drift. We begin again, 2025. And this is sort of, you know, on the, on the precipice of when, you know, um, Saturn and Neptune will move into Aries. Like it, it's going to be really incredible. And ultimately too, I mean, we move in a collective eight year in 2024, then it's a collective nine year in 2025. So again, there's still endings and purgings. And then 2026 comes and it is the new world, which is like I said, when I'm pretty sure that Saturn and Ju um, Saturn and Neptune move in and they stay in Aries, really pinging off this, this birthing this new era, the beginning, Aries, the first step, the first sign, the first breath. Yeah, fucking incredible, fucking wild shit. So we've got this endings again, you know, like this next 18 months is endings. And that doesn't mean all relationships are going to end, but it does mean that we are ending certain patterns and behaviours in relationships. To me, relationships are everything. You know, well, they are for all of us. But the thing is, is that we are having a relationship with ourselves and with the universe and with every single thing we come into contact with, nature, animals, there is a constant stream of relating that is going on and that's what's going to be highlighted over the next 18 months. So anyway, I'm going to stop talking about the nodes because I'm going to prepare all of some juicy stuff for next next week's masterclass um, where you can jump on in with me and we can I can see your beautiful face and you can tell me that you listen to my podcast and you've never met me before and I get to say hello. Um so that's going to be awesome. 26th of July, which is the Mayan New Year and the Egyptian New Year. So we're going to go straight into really kicking off this, uh, this, this masterclass on that new year. So that's exciting. Come join me if you feel called to. So let me talk about the liquid crystals now. So ultimately, I just want to just touch on this last deacon, which we've just had the new moon at 24 degrees of Cancer. The sun is now edging towards this exact opposition towards Pluto, which happens on the 22nd, um, which also happens to be one of these next dimensional crystal days. Okay. So remember the 21st through till the 25th, these are five days a year where this where, where a new crystal is activated. It is a next dimensional crystal, which means it's a higher frequency, which means it's, and it actually is only active one day a year. So from the 21st to the 25th, I'm going to tell you the five crystals. So if you've got a pen and paper handy, 
freaking get that ready. If you're in your car, that's okay. You can, you know, write it down when you get home or even check out my um, Instagram live where I did a big 70 minute live because I do talk all about this as well. I show you some of the crystals. I show you the, the liquid crystal cards. Um, it was Isis's birthday on Monday, um, which was um, the dark moon. So yeah, it was just a really beautiful vibe and I was really, you know, just frothing to get on on a Monday, mind you, which is usually a day of just prep for me. I don't work on a Monday. Um, I prep on a Monday because it's the day ruled by the moon. Um, Tuesday is the beginning of the work week because it is ruled by Mars and that is action, get going, get moving, get shit done, tick things off and, you know, fire up, right? So, so Tuesday is the beginning of my work week. Um, so yes, but I got on on Monday cause I couldn't help myself. It was flowing through me and it ended up being a really rad Instagram live. So head on over and check that out to see the cards and maybe to see the crystals if you're keen to see that. Um, but ultimately, you know, like I said, city 11 is kicked off for the first and only time in the year. We're getting seven full crystalline frequencies activated in city 11, the next dimension, the gateway portal, you know, it's very much around power, but this, this, power angelic connection up leveling it's it's a lot um but this cancer deacon that we're in was really interesting i was reading i was reading about it this morning and literally being blown away like it's the four of cups that we're in at the moment and you see the man contemplating underneath the tree maybe a bodhi tree not sure um and he's being offered the fourth cup and when i was reading about this it was like so why will you not take the cup and is that because he's already full now, the word around this deacon, which is where we've just had our new moon, which is where the sun is now, finishing the last deacon of Cancer before we move into Leo 1, deacon 1 of Leo, okay? So the three cards ultimately um, for this deacon 3 of Cancer is the high priestess who is holding a book of knowledge. Um, the Four of Cups and the Chariot. So the, the the word that really stuck out when I was sort of diving and unpacking all of this this morning was enough. What is enough? When is what you have enough? When is what you have attained enough? Is this a part of the Four of Cups, him not taking the cup because he has enough? He is full. There are other words like restlessness and boredom. And one of the sentences that I really loved was, you know, boredom, right? Like it's hard to get bored these days, right? No one gets bored. Kids don't know what boredom is really at this point. But even as adults, yeah, that when we are privileged enough, we are blind to gratitude. So too much privilege blinds us to what we have and it's this desire to have more. And it's sort of like, when are you going to be full? <laughs> you know, like this is the four of cups. Are those cups full and overflowing in your life? And do you need to take more? Right? Like this is around what more do you need? What more do you want? When is enough enough? There's a there's a level of when you attain what you desire does the need go away or does the need change 
And I was just really sitting with this and contemplating it. It was really a fucking rad morning. I was just reading and contemplating and, you know, diving into this Deacon 3, which is a very, which is, you know, the Four of Cups um, is the most lunar, most moon-like minor arcana there is. It is in the sign of Cancer and it the Deacon 3 is ruled by the moon. Okay. So, and also Deacon 3 of cancer is ruled by Pisces. So again, we've got this moon energy, this Pisces energy, the end completion. Are you complete? Is what you have in your life enough? Or are you so privileged that you are blind to what you have? You are blind. There's no more gratitude. So the word enough was really incredible. Um, I really loved that. Like what is enough? Do you have enough? When are you going to be full? Can you be satiated? You know, all of this just really rose up as I was diving into this Deacon 3, this, you know, this this high priestess who is holding this book of knowledge, this book of wisdom, this book of information, but she does not give that to you. You must attain that yourself for it is within you. So again, it's the seeking, right? Like what you were seeking outside of yourself, you already have within, which obviously sounds like this weird cliche that people say, but this isn't new age bullshit, my friends. You know, new new age bullshit is paying money to go to these like, I'm earning $300,000 a week, like that sort of shit. That's the bullshit. And that is, you know, again, the privilege of, of, of not having gratitude, of needing more. The, the spiritual hunger out there is really repulsive. I mean, I think that that's the word I have to use is repulsive. It's really, really amped up and hyped up. Um, and, you know, and the contemplation of this Four of Cups, because it is, you know, the moon ruled deacon in the sign of cancer, or of course, which is ruled by the moon. We've just had our cancer new moon. Um, it's like, yeah, what were you intending on this cancer new moon? Was it more? Was it more stuff, more things, more acknowledgement, more feathers in your hat, more money, more attention? You know, all of these things are so fleeting. It's quite fascinating. It's quite fascinating that we've had this, this incredible new moon at 24 degrees of Cancer in this last deacon of Cancer, moon ruled, Pisces ruled, the is, you know, does he not take the cup because he has enough? But then those contemplations of boredom, restlessness, um, that there's already an attainment. So the desires have waned. He's got what he wanted. So it's like, eh, I don't need any more. When is enough enough? When is there contentment with what you have? And I think that this is a really pertinent time. Like I often don't speak so, you know, connectedly about these deacons. And as I've already shared, I'm doing this deacon walk where I'm really diving into each deacon of astrology, which I've worked with since I was 15. Like uh, moving through the deacons was one of the first things I learned about in astrology. For some, it's something that they learn after 20 years of working with astrology. But for me, the deacons were sort of my port of call, just like, you know, the first crystals that I had were fulgurite and phenakite and seraphonite, like they weren't amethyst and rose quartz. And that's okay. It's just that, you know, you're talking to fucking eighth house stellium, you know, 
fucking obsidian birthday shit, you know, like I just don't, don't go in softly to these things. I plunge myself into the depths of the abyss. It's just, that's what feels natural to me. Um, but this, this card I did contemplate on for an hour this morning in like in a meditation, it was an open eyed meditation. I wasn't sitting down or anything like that, closing my eyes and meditating. I was reading, I was ingesting, I was writing these notes around this four of cups and, and around this deacon three. And of course my moon is in deacon three. (laughs) So, um, fuck, of course, of course. Oh my God. That of course was just a revelation that just hit me then. Um, I have a 27 degree, um, cancer moon. So maybe that's why I am so satiated with my life that I often am so satisfied that I don't need anything else and that I don't have this empty cauldron that I can't fill up. Like the spiritual entertainment industry wants to keep pressing onto to to everyone and maybe because this is my natal moon in the in the third deacon of the high priestess I have gone within to look for my own answers and not seeked outside of myself and the chariot has led me there what is your chariot so for my chariot is my soul I have trusted the call and this is a part of this this deacon four um deacon three of the four of cups is the call Jung what Jungian says is within us that unconscious call. Do you refuse the call or do you follow it? The call for some people is a nervous breakdown. The call for some people is a midlife crisis or death or cancer. For some people, that's their call. For others, they've followed the call very early on in their lives. And maybe because my moon is here, that is that is what's hap- happened for me in my life um and that's why and that is why i've fucking dove into this four of cups i mean and that's the funny thing no matter how much you know your chart like it is just landed like oh this is my moon this is my moon deacon so of course this has really resonated with me oh my god i've looked at the time and i'm like i'm so in this at the moment it is so fucking magical and i only have an hour on this podcast so i want to make sure i get through these crystals and chat a little bit about this venus retrograde so anyway i just think that that's something really beautiful to contemplate as the new moon hit in cancer the sun is still traveling through this deacon until the 23rd i actually find this really correlates to um, this Venus retrograde we're about to have. Because again, you know, some of the questions that I pose with this Venus retrograde, especially in Leo, which is, you know, not just the shiny one, but it is ruled by the sun. Leo is ruled by the sun, which is, you know, everything revolves around the sun. So when Venus is going to retrograde there, you know, my questions are like, can you sit with your own invisibility? And I think, again, this relates to this, what we're talking about with this most recent lunation. Here we are in divine synchronicity that the the new moon lunation and this new cycle that we're in, which has Venus retrograde in Leo in the third deacon, which happens to be the tower card, but in this do you have enough or are you too privileged you can't see your own gratitude? Do you have enough? When are you full? And then to the Venus retrograde in Leo is, do I need attention? Where do you betray your own soul for like, for likes, you know, like Instagram likes or whatever, or TikTok fame or, you know, like, you know, to be popular. 
to get recognition. Like this is the thing. When you recognize your own soul, you do not seek outside of yourself for recognition. Is it nice to be recognized or to be appreciated? Fuck yeah, of course. I'm not saying you just go and be a fucking saint and just never ever be recognized or, you know, want to thank you or want some like bow down acknowledgement. But I'm just saying in general, we see the empty, hollow humans who constantly need validation. This Venus retrograde will bring them to their knees. We are now moving to Venus at 28 degrees, Leo, you know, conjunct Regulus, which is the fixed heart of the lion star. It's the heart of the lion Where do you betray your own heart to get this attention? Where do you throw down your royalty to become royal in someone's eyes? Like this is bowing down to your own knees stuff, being reverent to yourself. So the Venus retrograde is going to bring up this stuff, asking us to face our ego, to sit in our own invisibility. Just remember, Venus is about to be burnt up in the sun. She will become invisible very soon. You want to pop out um, on the 20th, tomorrow, Obsidian Day. The final time that we're going to see her with the moon on the Soul Star Gate because she is about to be burnt up by the sun in her retrograde phase and then she will become the morning star in August, later in August, right? So this is a really potent time. So it's where can you sit with your own invisibility? Are you okay to be invisible? And where do you need filling up? Again, where, you know, where is it not enough? Where are you not full? Where are you empty? And I like to be emptied out, if you know what I mean. You know, when you dance or, you know, you move and you feel emptied out, that's beautiful because that's full. You know, when you empty out so much that you feel full, that's a different empty. But this empty is the craving empty. And this is what we're going to have to face with this Leo retrograde yeah so this is such a you know powerful retrograde like I said it is in deacon three um so I'm just going to chat a little bit about the retrograde and then I'm going to talk about these liquid crystals I'm just going to have a little drink because I've just talked for 30 minutes non-stop mm. so this venus retrograde is spending a lot of time in deacon three Okay, from 20 degrees to 28 degrees. And then she stations direct, um, stations retrograde on the 23rd of July, which is Sunday here in um, Australia. And then she's got to go all the way back down to 12 degrees. So she's going to stay in, still in this portal of Deacon 3, which is the Tower card, which is the Seven of Wands. Now we know that sevens in general are, you know, pretty big. You know, seven is an effort. Seven is discernment. Seven is we're in a collective seven year. Seven is, you know, shh, be quiet, go within, contemplate, be introspective, ask questions, spiritually grow, transform. Are you in alignment or are you in a lie? That is a seven in general. Seven requires effort. All of the cards in the tarot that are seven require effort. And so here we are, the seven of wands. Now, I find it very interesting. I'm not going to bang too much about this sort of deacon, but I just found it interesting that we're spending an enormous amount of time from 20 degrees to 28 degrees um, of Leo, which is where Venus is. And of course, at the moment, Lilith is there. Lilith is also in this deacon before she moves into uh, Virgo later this year. 
Okay, so we've got um, Deacon 1 of Leo is actually the world card. Deacon 2 is the Wheel of Fortune. Hello. (laughs) And then Deacon 3 is the motherfucking tower. So straight away we're already in that, just in that energy. You're just like, holy fuck. Like this is feeling opposed, rebellious, a hot mess, you know, where you need to grit your teeth, persevere. You need to keep going. This deacon is ruled by Mars. So, and this is also the Aries deacon as well. So again, there's this fire here. Hello, the the Northern Hemisphere right now, like the the heat. I've heard that there's some really huge heat waves going on. I think there was been fires. Look, I'm I'm not a news watcher, so I don't know everything. Please excuse me. But I do know, obviously, that there's been some really hot days. Um, and now, you know, this, this Venus retrograde, um, you know, is in Deacon 3. And obviously when we move into the sun in Leo and the sun actually gets into this Deacon 3, I mean, what's going to be illuminated and exposed? So we move from the world, the Wheel of Fortune, two very big cards. You know, Jupiter is the Wheel of Fortune. So again, abundant energy. And then we go straight into Mars and the Tower card. So this is like the crumbling. So the crumb, I see this as the crumbling of the ego. The crumbling of attention, but how is that going to play out for you? Because, of course, you need to see where it's happening in your own chart. Maybe, you know, what what other planets is Venus going to be talking to? Again, if you've got any planets in fixed signs, Taurus, Leo, Scorpio and Aquarius, between 28 and 12, Venus is going to be making either a, a opposition, a conjunction or a square. And, you know, there's going to be some reworking that needs to be done. Venus retrogrades from the 23rd of July through till the 4th of September. So, you know, that's when she's actually retrograde. So, look, a Venus, like a Venus opposition or a Venus square, eh, it's not the worst thing in the world. Look, while she's retrograde, yeah, you're going to have to reassess some stuff for sure. But it's a benefic, (laughs) you know, I sort of like, sort of laugh a little bit. I'm like, oh, you're having a Jupiter square. You'll be right, mate. Oh, you're having a Saturn square. Fucking bunker down, motherfucker. Like, you know, it's, it's two very different things. Oh, you're having a Pluto square. Time to die. Time to just die. Oh, you're having a Uranus square. Like, that's a cool thing too. Like, you know, there's, you know, and of course all astrologers will say something different. You're going to get those very old traditional, no, no, the Venus is this because of this and this. Like, that's great. Get into the technicalities if you like. But for me, I feel astrology. It's not about knowing or or conceptualizing through the mind or giving you data and facts. Fuck that. I feel astrology. And as a Venus ruled native, a Venus square or opposition isn't the worst thing in the world. <laughs> like, you know, that's sort of an opposition and a square you can deal with. Um, but of course, in her retrograde, that's a big deal. So if you are a heavy, heavy Venus chart, the, a Venus retrograde every 18 months is a big deal. You know, you want to follow her cycle. You know, she retrogrades, she burns up, she has her superior conjunction, which happens on the 13th of August. That's when she begins her new cycle. She becomes the morning star. Then she goes into the underworld. She becomes the, and then comes up from the underworld after like 60 days. Then she's the evening star. Then she goes retrograde again and be, is burnt by the sun. So the thing is, is that this is her, you know, this is her 18, 19 month cycle. She retrogrades every 18 months and over the course of um, eight years, she will go through each of the five signs that she retrogrades in. Anyway, that's a whole another podcast at some other point. But this 
station be very aware on the 23rd because the liquid it's we're in the liquid crystal 5d city 11 portal as well i'm going to talk about what what crystals are activated then but we've got venus stationing retrograde we've got chiron stationing retrograde and we've got the sun moving into motherfucking leo whilst yes it's at home this is a day of motherfucking fire like this is a day of walking through the fire you know reclaiming the fire of your own heart but but planets that station you know, the station of the planet can actually feel quite monumental. Okay, so pay big attention to um, the 23rd. <clears throat> okay, I just need another little drinky poo. Mm. I mean, the Venus retrograde chart herself, when you take a snapshot of the retrograde chart, you know, she is the apex of a yod, a finger of God, which means that everything's pointing towards her. Pluto and um, Neptune are in sextile to each other. They're both pointing to her. This has to do with power and delusion. And Venus is the outcome. Venus is, that's where we're looking. That is where God is pointing. And she just happens to be stationing retrograde and happens and, you know, and, and Mercury and Lilith happen to also be exactly conjunct that same day on the 23rd. So there's some uncomfortability here. And, you know, ultimately this Venus retrograde in the heart of the lion, you know, we're talking about this very royal fixed star of Regulus being activated. You know, this is this is your own heart alchemy and and all of those, you know, you know, questions that I've posed around sitting with your own invisibility. Are you OK to be invisible? Are you do you have enough? When are you going to be full? When is enough going to be enough? Why is it always more? I think these are some huge because we're in this lunation and that is where the that is where the new moon in cancer happened. I think that we are really going to be posing a lot of those questions um, with ourselves um, where the approval or the appraisal or the acceptance comes mainly from out of ourselves and we feel empty if we're not getting that you know well some people do like they crave that they need people to tell them that they are good and to constantly recognize them and like I said yes we're human appreciation goes a long way gratitude job well done pat on the back all those things of course but when can you fill your own self up when can you stop seeking external validation and fulfillment to which then you value as happiness because Venus retrograde is going to ask you to reevaluate your core values, reevaluate your relationship with yourself and the people around you, reevaluate your relationship with money, your desires, what you attract. I'm going to be, you know, on a very strong Venus dieta. I'm doing a 40 day sadhana where I'm going to be, you know, dropping into heart alchemy. I'm going to be um, using my Hathor mirror to turn it inward, to do some scrying, to look at myself, to look at my own heart. I'm going to be working with rose petals and, you know, I'm going to really sacredly honour this Venus retrograde um, as a deep, deep soul reflection. And it is a very inward time. That's what a retrograde is. It's time to turn inward, turn towards the self, reassess, redirect your energy. And, you know, we emerge as the evening, um, as the morning star from the evening star to the morning star. So really, really magic, magic stuff there. Yeah. I hope you're feeling it. I hope you're bloody feeling it. I'm so feeling it. My cat's on the bed with me. Looney, what are you doing? Am I annoying you? Um, yes, I am. So City 11, open. I've got 20 minutes to nail this, which I'll do. So 
tomorrow is obsidian day um like i said we have moldavite and obsidian five dates a year that's why our birthday crystal in the liquid crystals is so important because, uh, you know, well, for you, if you have your birthday the 21st, 22nd, 23rd, 24th or 25th of July, your, your crystal only comes up once <laughs> So because it is in the next dimensional crystals. So if your birthday is on either the 19th or the 20th of, um, of what are we, July, um, you are in City 11 and you're either Moldavite today or Obsidian tomorrow. Okay, obsidian on the 20th. Obsidian is true self-reflection. Um, it's volcanic glass. Like it's it's a very big birthday crystal to have. Let me give you the hot fucking tip. Um, then if you, I know that also because I am obsidian day. So if you're born May the 9th, you're obsidian. If you're born May the 8th, you're Moldavite. If you are born March 26th, you are obsidian. And if you were born March 25th, you were Moldavite. Very interesting. I know those ones because I know people born on those days. So we've got the March, May, July, which means the other two dates are, you know, a few months either way. So very powerful couple of days that we're in. Then we hit the 21st. This this liquid crystal for the 21st is celestite. This is all around knowing, higher communication, telepathy, wisdom, angelic connection. So if you're feeling that you are caught up in those lower levels of the mind where your life is full of fear, full of pain, full of suffering, celestite brings us to a higher level. It is the crystal of knowing, of absolute trust. And something that we can't be, even as paradoxal humans, is in deep fear of life and in deep trust of life. That can't happen. It's impossible, okay? It's nearly like that um, Four of Cups where you are so privileged you're blind to gratitude, yeah? So, again, if you're living life from a deep fear, a deep unknowing, a deep uncertainty, pain, you have no trust in life, no trust in yourself because you can't trust the divine synchronicities of life but want to control them. You can't trust the divine unfolding of life moving through you but be in fear of what's going to happen next. Like it's literally impossible. Can you have fears come up? Of course. Of course you can. Like we're human. Like I said, you can have – you, you move through – we move through all emotions but – to live in fear, as you can probably tell, like that's very different than having a fear arise and then you working through that and processing that, right? Um, but celestite can help us to know, to really trust in the self, to see the bigger picture. Celestite is such a beautiful, beautiful crystal to work with. So sort of my, you know, my invitation over those five days especially is to pay attention, is to stay awake. You don't need to spin around six times, do eight million fucking ceremonies. You don't even need to take the liquid crystal. Look, I've got a lot of clients and, and people in my containers on the, those five liquid crystals for the day where, you know, they're actually going to be micro dosing them. Um, so micro dosing them during the day, which is very powerful, you know, to really tune into the energy, but you don't have to do that. It's just like when, you know, um, some astrologers like hype and want to build something up to go, this is the most powerful fucking day in the world and get everyone really amped up. And then all you've done 
is have diarrhea and go to Woolworths. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't fucking matter. Like every fucking day is powerful. So don't let the FOMO, uh, you know, make you feel like you're missing out. If you don't have all the things, you are your most powerful tool. Before the liquid crystals even come about, and I was working with them in my 20s, I learned how to program my own crystalline frequency to any crystal I wanted. And because I've been working with crystals for over 20 years, I was working with fulgurites and phenakites and seraphonites. And, you know, I was working with um, moldavites and things like that, you know, well before I was working with amethyst and, and aventurine and calcite. I actually love working with those those ones now, clear quartzes and things like that now. Um, I've done a lot of work with those more higher frequency crystals um, in my 20s. But really fascinating is that, again, before the liquid crystals even came about and I even knew about them, and it was actually before they were even, you know, it was probably while they were being channeled, I was doing that in another um, in another space, activating the crystalline frequency in my body, which we all can do. So taking the liquid crystals is game changing. Do not get me wrong. I fucking love them. I still work with them. I absolutely still work with them, but I don't live on them. Um, I know some people who live on them and I've watched their lives demise um, because you don't need to live on the liquid crystals. But sometimes there are times that are called for like, you know, my beautiful group, we're going to do the Isis Trinity in um, August. You know, it's the month of Pearl. Pearl is maiden. The Isis Trinity is maiden mother crone. The Isis Trinity was actually the very first lot of liquid crystals I ever took in my life. So it's pretty cool that that was my first one. And now I've got my, my container where we all journey the Isis Trinity together and we all unpack that. So absolutely, they are monumentally life-changing and I would never deny that. You will see in my kit, um, on my cosmic calendar, I refer and love the liquid crystals because they are based on numerology, Egyptian, Atlantean, Lemurian ways. They are they are alchemy. They are literal alchemy. It's just so funny when I learned about them, I'm like, I was doing this shit before I even had to take these. So it's really cool. But, you know, I'm just, I'm just saying that you are powerful. That's, that's my whole point. You are a powerful vessel. So Celestite, 21st of July, knowing, trust. So the invitation, like I said, is just to pay attention on these five days. What's happening for you? If it's your first year you've ever even heard about these five days, go gently. Go gently now, okay? You don't need to, oh, I don't need to do a million things, like I said. Just pay attention to what's unfolding, how you feel. Um, you know, if, if there's resistance there, if the energy is too high, remember we are activating this 5D City 11, you know, that, that, that gateway city in the tree of life. So it might be too much for you. And if it is, go and put your bones on the earth, darling. Go and put your bones on the earth. Drink coffee, drink cacao, bring yourself back into your body if it's too much, okay? So the 22nd is Elestial Quartz. This is all around personal power, angelic truth. It's a very confrontational crystal. And this year happens to be the same day that the sun opposes Pluto for the entire day, <laughs> okay? So please be mindful of that day. Please be mindful of your energy, your power. So Elestial Quartz is sort of give, will give you an absolute view of yourself. It, it asks you to confront yourself. The question can be, where do you place your personal power? For some people, they lack power, right? They're not empowered. So they play the victim to life. 
poor me, woe is me, you know, everything around me is making me angry, sad, happy, whatever, right? Even happy. I mean, no one controls or can make you happy or sad. So that's why being empowered literally is a practice. Like that's something that we want to anchor in. Because if we lack power, we become the victim to life. But if we have an excess in power, we're completely an ego. You know, we're dominating, we are pushy, we are manipulative. Our ego will believe, in quotation marks, that it's spiritual when it is not, when it is actually just a domination of manipulation. So this is a very powerful crystal. Celestial quartz will show you your shortcomings. It shows you your fears. It asks you to confront yourself. So be very mindful of power on the 22nd, Celestial Quartz Day. Then we have the 23rd, which, as we know, is a huge day. Venus retrograde, Chiron retrograde, the sun moves into Leo. Big day. Dioptase, of course, because you can't make this shit up, is the healing heart. It is one of the most potent heart healers. It is the most deepest green. It is like you want to dive into it, like diving into the eye of, you know, one of those beautiful places around the world that is just this turquoise water, but it's the, actually it's emerald. It is emerald green water. Just just float in that on the 23rd if you can. Um, so this, this crystal is Dioptase Day, okay, the 23rd. So this is around the heart, heart healing. This can clear the heart, open the heart. This is where you will see if you're attached to the past, attached to the behaviors of the like the past, attached to old heart patterns, not open to love, closed down to love. Maybe you've got a broken heart. Maybe you've got literal heart problems. Dioptase can be really healing for that. This is a, a stone of the high priestesses and the high priests, yeah, in Atlantis. It's a very high frequency stone and it's very interesting on the 23rd we often we 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 can see the sun move into leo at zero zero degrees or sometimes the sun is still at 29 degrees of cancer but of course we know leo venus is moving in uh, you know stationing retrograde in leo and leo is the heart so this day is fucking heart on steroids darling so give love be love you are love like let love in Become the love, you know, like let that be it instead of it being sort of like a a skew or a trigger. Drench yourself in love. Give love out because God knows the world needs it. God knows the world needs it and maybe you need it. Hugs, kindness, compassion. This is Dioptase Day. Yeah, so really tune into that um, on on the 23rd. The 24th of July, we move to Peach Calcite Day. This is all around harmony. This is all around literal, again, personal power and growth because we're working with our solar plexus chakra, um, our heart chakra and our crown chakra. So we're working with those sort of peach colors, the golds, the pinks. And, you know, this is around, again, the alignment. Are you in alignment or a lie? Are you feeling insecure? like you are deeply not good enough. Again, there's that word, the enough. Do you have enough? You are enough. Do you feel like you are not enough? Venus is retrograde in Leo. We have moved out of the Deacon 3 of Cancer. But remember, we are in the throes of all of that Four of Cups information that I shared with you because this is the lunation that we're in. Okay, so this is actually holding us for the next two weeks. Yeah. Um. 
Peach calcite is a strong, strong crystal of breaking down old emotional patterns, healing and clearing the etheric templates, and looking at where you are out of harmony in your life, where you are out of alignment. You know, if you just micro move to the left, things would be easier, but you're square pegging, round holing. Yeah. So, so this can be a day of how harmonious does that day go for you? You know, I remember I had a day the other day, like a day, like one day, <laughs> it might be a couple of year that I have, that I was out of alignment. I'm very rarely out of alignment, but I was out of alignment this day. And it was so weird. I'm like, fuck, people live like this. Like, what the fuck? You know, it was just all those little things. It's just like, oh, there's the red light. Now I'm this, this happened. I spilled that, blah, blah, blah. It's just like, oh my God. I mean, I laughed. It was all good, but it was just that really interesting realization and now peach calcite is in my name trinity so i have my birthday crystal of obsidian in city 11 9th of may and then in my name trinity and my soul crystal trinity peach calcite is my shadow so i work very strongly with this energy and it's also peacock medicine which i find very fascinating because the peacock feather is also very related to venus so anyway it's just where are you just a micro mill out of alignment and where can you get back into alignment this is about harmony this is about unconditional love of peach calcite dissolving fear grief and sadness again this is a very angelic crystal really pulling and calling on that golden halo and moving that through your body that day your your energies are going to be very heightened over these five days darling so really pay attention and then finally, on the 25th of July is the Mayan day out of time. And this is all based on the Mayan calendar around the 13 moons. And when you add it up, it comes to 364. Um, and then the extra day is the Mayan day out of time. So this is the pla- um, this is the crystal of garnet. Garnet is the crystal of the manifesting of your purpose. And again, these two words, manifestation and purpose, are thrown around like no tomorrow. If Really, you would go to one of these money-making or spiritual workshops and get everything you wanted. They, they wouldn't be around and people wouldn't continually go to them, right? Because the manifestation of your purpose might not be exactly what the spiritual entertainment industry is telling you it is. It might not be around making $10,000 every week. Maybe that isn't your purpose. So it's actually about unplugging from the toxic matrix of the spiritual industry plugging into yourself and your soul first and foremost. I mean, this day out of time is an extra day. Go and be with nature, be with yourself. What are the words and messages coming in from you? Not from what other people are telling you you should or shouldn't be, telling you you should or shouldn't do, should or shouldn't earn. Oh, you should be earning this if you're this person. Oh, you've you know come to my thing and I'll help you to earn it. No. Can you unplug from that? And the Venus retrograde is going to, like I said, plunge us into this pool. So the manifestation of purpose is really confronting and having the courage to maybe admit that that's really not what you want. And because if it is, it'd be a lot more simple. It'd be, it'd align a lot easier. It'd flow. It wouldn't be so hard. So Garnet Day instills courage for us, but magnifies the truth. This is a resequencing to live from trust. Again, not live from fear. Garnet can help motivate and move to move you towards your purpose. Get you on track. Get you aligned. If you lack devotion and commitment and creativity, I mean, Garnet is 
the base, the root chakra, the feeling of security. Yeah. So, so again, like, you know, ask yourself what your purpose is outside of what you think your purpose should be. A, I want to just clear it up that, you know, ultimately, you know, your purpose is you to live here and experience life, to live life, to let life move through you and move you. And your purpose might not be to be Oprah, to be an author, to do all those things, no matter how much the love bombing mentor tells you that you can do this. That life is not for everyone. So, so, so I believe that these five days is a real true reflection of so much of our spiritual gifts, wisdoms, um, you know, really tapping into that matrix, that earth matrix and that celestial matrix um, and gateway, you know, to be really be activated by that sort of 1111 portal, which is also the, the, the energy of garnet and manifest the true purpose of yourself and your soul and your mission so beautiful darlings <laughs> they are the five crystals my little my little um time is going you know heads up you've got like four minutes to go um, it has been an absolute joy jumping on here today. I could talk about these five days forever. Often I do lives every single day, either on Instagram or Facebook. And I have been, I've been working with these five days with this week for, for many, many, many years. It's my favorite five days of the year working with these crystals. Of course, City 11 is my favorite city. I'm very, very good at that city. That's one of my cities that I'm best at in the um, tree of life in the liquid crystals. And so this is a, this is my favorite time of the year. So I could talk about this forever ever. Um, unfortunately, I'm not going to be around. I'm actually going to Melbourne to have a family trip over this over these days. Um, so I won't be jumping on to do the lives. And but that's why I've left this beautiful podcast for you. And I also have that um, 70 minute activation and transmission over on my Instagram account, Tiani Talks. Um, if you're wanting to watch me get all frothy about this, because I, I talk about these five days every single year because they're my favorite. So I really hope that they become your favorite. And like I said, if it's your first year with them in your frequency, acknowledging them, you know, bow down, like what a reverent time for you really give grace, uh, grace and gratitude to these five days and these five crystals. If you have any of those crystals, of course, you can wear them, meditate with them, pray with them. If you've got the liquid crystal Oracle deck, which I highly recommend you go out and buy um, you can work with the cards so there is so much magic darlings so much magic I hope that you are feeling it tune in plug in get out of the shit matrix the toxic toxic matrix and plug into the matrix of your own soul the matrix of your own heart and from the liquid crystals to Venus retrograde in Leo on Regulus to even this incredible you know, tower deacon that Venus retrograde is in and also this third deacon of the moon with Cancer 3. Very, very potent messages. What is enough? When is enough enough? Are you full? Can you fill yourself up? So much love, darlings. So much love.